Hello and welcome to the PCOS Nutritionist Podcast and if you're listening here on Instagram stories as well. So if we haven't met yet, then my name's Claire. I am a registered nutritionist and I have a background in exercise science as well, but mostly I focus on polycystic ovarian syndrome because I have it too and I know how damn frustrating those symptoms can be. So today is a short quickfire Q&A question podcast, a mini pod. Um, and I ask you guys what questions you have in our Instagram stories and you let me know and then I answer them here. So today's question, um, I couldn't actually find her name, but the question was about, we had a couple actually on detoxing and then one specifically on detoxing and pregnancy and is that something that you should do or shouldn't do? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We did touch on a little bit on detoxing last week and I got a heap of follow-up questions, so I thought that it's probably a good idea to really do a deep dive into that today and especially just on the on the pregnancy side as well so just um before I start though just want to do um quickly it would be very remiss of me not to acknowledge what's going on at the moment in the US so for those of you especially you know women of color who listen to this um we want to make sure that we are really acknowledging and um, being a lot more inclusive in our content that we provide. I know that it's not my place to talk about race at all. There are, you know, that is not my spot, and I don't want to detract from people that are talking about that. But there are a huge amount of inequalities when it comes to healthcare, and especially female healthcare. We know that females are, um, you know, we don't get the same level of healthcare as what males do, and women of color would be even less than that. And it's not just in the US, right? This is everywhere. This is here in New Zealand, in Māori and Pacifica. Uh, it's in Australia and, and the Aboriginal community. Uh, it's in anywhere where there's Indigenous communities or different minority groups as well. Um, so we haven't touched on in the podcast anything to do with um, the differences in PCOS or women's health, especially hormones and periods and things like that when it comes to um, you know, women of colour. So I would be really happy to either, you know, if you guys know someone who's doing some great work in this area and you know they we want their platform to be raised then I would love to bring them on here and chat to them or if there isn't anyone that you guys know of I'm really happy to do that dive into that um, myself and just highlight some of the things that maybe your doctors aren't talking to you about about some of the specifics around being a woman of color and what you more might might need to know more about so things that you might be more predisposed to for example fibroids fibroids is a, is a really big one for women of color um, and you know that if you didn't know that then maybe you're suffering from a terrible pain and you just think that it's normal to have this period pain and it's not right so um, if that is if there's anything that you guys are you know wanting to know about if you want me to look into that but Better yet, if there's someone that you know that's doing great work in this area and you want to help elevate their profile, I'm really happy to help do that and have a you know have a great conversation with them about that. So please let us know, either email us, hello at the PCOSnutritionist.com or um, send us a message on DM on Instagram or something like that um, and we would love to cover that off. So now we get into detoxing. Um, we, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one. I think that it's often talked about very really understood um, is detoxing so it's become quite popular or popularized by things like the lemon detox diet detox skinny teas thank you instagram influencers for your delightful work in that space um and i just yeah i think that it's really misunderstood what actually detoxing is so detoxing we have an organ to do that it's called our liver um, and detoxing really is um 
helping to break down anything that our body can't use or will be toxic to our system and to get rid of that either through our fecal matter or through our urine. So things that it would get rid of is like alcohol is one of the main ones, um, tobacco, drugs, uh, environmental toxins, pesticides, plastics, uh, things that are going to disrupt us in that way. Um, additional hormones, so if you've got a high level of testosterone and PCOS then or estrogen, then your liver is going to be breaking that down and helping you get rid of that through your urine. Um, and then the other things that it gets rid of as well is things like medications. So as I said, things that are not normally present in the body that would otherwise be toxic, that's the liver's job to get rid of. So the liver works 24-7. Um, it's doing this all the time and most of the time we won't even know that it's doing this job, but that is what it's doing all the time. And it works pretty well doing that by itself it generally um generally can can manage but when the toxic load so the amount of say alcohol drugs tobacco plastics pesticides extra hormones gets too much that's when our liver might get overwhelmed and additionally when if we develop some sort of liver condition like non-alcoholic fatty liver disease now it's it's what it says on the tin it's alcoholic fatty liver i.e. there's been fat deposits in the liver um, that's not caused by alcoholism because alcoholism can cause that but when it's not caused by alcoholism it is generally caused by insulin metabolic syndrome um, and this is a yeah probably one of the things that is more that we with PCOS and insulin resistance are more likely to be at risk of so but it doesn't necessarily, well, definitely doesn't mean that we need to go on a lemon detox diet or drink detox skinny teas. How our liver works is that it works, um, it has three phases. And each of those phases needs different vitamins and minerals. And I mentioned this on last week's podcast. So that could be B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium, our master antioxidant glutathione is another one that it needs. And... Um, so if you don't have enough of those vitamins and minerals or your body can't convert them very well, then maybe your liver detoxification might be suffering. So this can show up in blood tests. So your, your doctor generally, if they're doing a full or just a normal blood screen, they will normally test for different um, liver markers. And they'll know what they're looking for there to look for things like you know, uh, any liver failure or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease markers. But often you can have the startings of non-alcoholic fatty liver um, or just, you know, extra amounts of insulin, and which is, which is leading to that without having that show up on test as well. So not showing, I'm not saying that everyone that has this beginnings of um, fatty liver would see that on blood test results. But your doctors generally, they're doing those tests to look for major issues like that. Um, they're also looking for things like whether your kidneys are working properly and, and all of those kind of major organs. Um, but sometimes your liver can just be overloaded and we won't really, like with, as I said, the amount of kind of toxic burden it's called, without us really understanding or knowing. We just get some of the symptoms of that. Um, maybe it's that our, just our body can't clear as much hormone as, as they need to um, because 
we have all of these other things that it's trying to get rid of like alcohol or drugs or tobacco because those are the primary ones they're super super toxic to the body so it's always going to prioritize getting rid of things like alcohol as opposed to hormones which is like yeah yeah nice to have but actually the alcohol is going to do far more damage than what you're going to do so um, if you don't have enough of those vitamins and minerals then it's um, highly likely that your body could your liver could suffer and not be able to kind of get rid of as many toxins or if you have a really high um, toxic load but lemon detox diet and skinny teas uh, and other like you know juices and stuff like that aren't really doing anything there apart from reducing the toxic load um, you know for example a lemon detox diet well it might give you more vitamin c it's certainly not giving you any vitamin b12 okay vitamin b12 you can only get from animal products um, and you need that as part of your um as part of the detox phases that's one of the nutrients that your body needs um also you're not getting a lot of magnesium from lemon juice okay so a lot of this is just absolute marketer's dream you know to suck you almost saying hey you need to give your liver a break. You are, you know, all of this food you're eating, all of, you know, it needs to have a complete break and you stop eating and you just drink and then it gets started again. It's like, well, actually it doesn't work that way because most of the feed, food we eat doesn't cause a toxic load on the liver. Things like um, most of the vegetables that we eat, <laughs> you know, um, especially if you want to do anything there, it's kind of looking up the environmental working group dirty dozen and those are the most likely to have uh sorry pesticides and um and things added to them and so if you try and eat the dirty dozen organic and then the other fruit and vegetables that you get you're making sure that you're like washing them um before you eat them or you start growing your own like we have then that's going to just help what your body reduce the toxic load but it doesn't mean that you have to stop eating vegetables same with things like grass-fed meat there's nothing about grass-fed meat that is going to overburden your liver um, and there is you know there is no rhyme or reason why that would occur um, sure there's things you can do like um, reducing the amount of alcohol that you're consuming and especially over lockdown I think that a lot of people have increased the alcohol consumption so reducing that down you don't have to go cold turkey if you don't want to it might be just reducing that down um, or maybe you do maybe you decide that you want to go completely alcohol free um, obviously the question about pregnancy you will be going alcohol free um, but for many of you that are just wondering about detoxing not in pregnancy then um, that would be one really good place to start another would be you know quitting or like reducing tobacco consumption I mean that is the one of the prime things that we know can really affect our health um, I think it's probably a given if you listen to this podcast that you know that we don't really talk about smoking much but I hope it's a given that it's uh yeah not the best thing you can be doing um same thing with um high fructose corn syrup I didn't mention this before but it is a really um causes a big toxic load on the liver so high fructose corn syrup is found in your delightful sodas um so not your um sort of sugar-free versions where they use like an artificial sweetener or a stevia or something like this but the full full fat I like to call them they're not fat they're um, full sugar full fructose versions um, they are you know one of the biggest impacts on your um, of fructose similarly fruit juices 
fruit juices, so juiced fruit, not whole fruit, but juiced fruit, um, you're getting a huge whack of fructose and that can, you know, that can overburden the liver and it can, it's also horrific for your insulin. So if you've got any insulin resistance, that's not going to be good for it. And I have been sharing about this lately because I see a lot of people doing, especially around COVID, they have been doing immune or immune boosting juices. And this doesn't matter whether you buy it from the supermarket or you make it at home. If you are using a lot of fruit in there um, or even a lot of vegetables as well and, and many vegetables, then you're getting a huge fructose um, bolus of fructose basically into your body um, and that is not great for insulin and it's not great for your liver either so juices for a liver detox is very counterintuitive especially if you have some insulin issues um, I'm just reading my handy notes here that I've written for you guys about what I also want to talk about so the other thing is that going now into so really just when it comes to detoxes is that I definitely don't advocate any um, kind of liquid only diets or juices or teas I mean especially the teas are terrific they just contain a laxative um, which is going to do what laxatives do and that's not going to help either because a lot of what you need to actually properly detox a lot of the fat actually so what your bile acid does is it comes in and it takes a lot of those Things that are um, a fat soluble, they have to, they can't go out in your urine, they have to go out in your feces. And so that's not going to be good if you're just excreting everything out, right? So um, fiber is fantastic for helping to, you know, make your gut work and do that properly. So again, juices and things like that, you're removing all of the fiber out of your diet. So if anything, we'd want to add more fiber into our diet to help with that process. So in summary, liver does its job pretty well. If you want to help it at all, reduce the toxic burden, um, reduce your alcohol consumption, reduce your, um, you know, your pharmaceuticals or drugs. Uh, if you can, you know, pharmaceuticals can be necessary, so don't just go and, you know, remove them willy-nilly. But um, if it's more sort of like um, recreational drugs and things like that, then definitely, big part. High fructose corn syrup, get rid of that. Uh, and then just be trying to have like good whole foods, lots of vegetables, um, as uh, kind of many of those organic if you can, especially the dirty dozen. Um, the other things you can do is also grass-fed meat and stuff like that. So try and you know work on those things first, and don't go down the like detoxing route. That's in terms of liquid detoxing, that's not going to be great for you. Then the second part of this is the, well, what about in pregnancy? And this is where we need to be even more careful because um, your body needs a whole bunch of nutrients and also, so nutrients are what we call like vitamins and minerals, um, but also it needs calories, it needs energy. You are growing fetal, you're growing human tissue, not just the fetus, but also, also your placenta. Um, and then also post that you're also um, producing breast milk, many of you as well. The requirements in terms of the amount of nutrients that you need during pregnancy is so much more than what me as a non-pregnant woman, woman would need. Unfortunately, a lot of the recommended daily intakes, what they've done to get them for pregnancy is they've just taken you know, the recommended daily intake for someone like me who's non-pregnant and then approximated an increase and be like, oh, okay, so you know, to grow a bit of that to grow a head, you need 
this many this much extra b12 but when they've actually looked into the research and done some research about actually how much you do need they found that it's actually way more than that so if you are pregnant i'd highly recommend that you read this fabulous book by lily nichols called real food for pregnancy so she does a great job of breaking down the actual nutrient requirements during pregnancy and why you need so much more than what you've been told you need and also why um, we how you can get those mostly from your food and then also using what kind of like prenatals and stuff and why you might need a bit of extra there so that is um, a really really fabulous book that I would recommend um, she goes into great detail about the fact that you know not all nutrients um, you can just absorb from a vitamin and mineral like a supplement and why actually getting them from real food sources is super helpful and you know really helps you to get the levels that you actually need and what kind of foods you should be eating to do that um, so Doing a detox during pregnancy, absolutely not recommended. You know, as I said before, you're just not getting the nutrients that you need, but you're also not getting the calories and, um, and you know, protein and fat and carbohydrates that you need to actually grow that fet fetal tissue as well. So, yeah, really, really wouldn't recommend that. And instead, if you do need kind of, if, if you have some, or if you think you have some liver um, detox issues, then working with a practitioner who knows what they're doing in terms of what, you know, vitamins, minerals, and herbs that they could use to help really support that detoxification process, um, that's the way to go, as opposed to, you know, as I said before, any of the like commercially available um, detox uh, lemon you know and teas and stuff like that are not going to do anything they are purely a marketing exercise they have no scientific backing and well, the ones that I know of anyway um, and are potentially going to make your health worse and especially if you're pregnant so please please stay away from those um, and yeah so that's all for today from me and Ralphie the kitten she just decided to come in and say hi while we're doing this podcast. So I hope that you have a fabulous week and we look forward to speaking to you again next week. See you then. Bye. Now stand by for our disclaimer. The information contained in this podcast has been prepared for the purpose of providing information, including about the PCOS nutritionist products and services, and is designed to support clients' overall wellness. It is not intended to provide medical advice or designed to rectify, treat, or cure any specific medical conditions or diseases. Nothing stated or shared in our podcast is intended to be and must not be taken to be medical advice. Please seek the advice of professionals as appropriate regarding the evaluation of any specific information, opinion, advice or content contained in our podcast.